You're listening to Rhema for Today. So I want to speak to you this morning on six big hindrances to faith. Six big hindrances to faith. Now the Bible said in Romans the 10th chapter, the 17th verse, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Many people, if you talk to them, they will confess their lack of faith. But they fail to realize that really, their lack of faith is not the problem. The reason for lack of faith is a lack of knowledge of God's Word. Welcome to Rhema for Today. This week, Kenneth E. Hagin starts his classic teaching from the Rhema Archives entitled, Six Big Hindrances to Faith. Stay tuned for this timeless teaching. Also, later in this broadcast, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagin for today's message. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to open them to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And we shall read verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I wanted you to notice particularly the, the first clause of this verse, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Well, the only fight we have is the fight of faith. I hear folks some say sometimes they're going to fight the devil. I don't know what for. They wouldn't be any match for the devil anyway. And secondly, Jesus has already defeated him for you. He was your substitute. Praise the Lord. Then again, I hear folks said, uh, say, I'm going to fight sin. Well, I'm not. I'm going to preach the cure for sin. No use fighting it. I have a cure for it. Praise God. Jesus is the cure. Amen. No, the only fight, the only fight that the believer is called upon to fight is the good fight of faith. Praise God. Well, if there is a fight to faith, and this text said fight the good fight of faith, so therefore there must be a fight to faith. If there is a fight, then there has to be enemies or hindrances to faith. If there wasn't any enemies to faith or hindrances to faith, there wouldn't be any fight to it, would it? So I want to speak to you this morning on six big hindrances to faith. Six big hindrances to faith. Now the Bible said in Romans the 10th chapter, the 17th verse, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Many people, if you talk to them, they will confess their lack of faith. But they fail to realize that really their lack of faith is not the problem. The reason for lack of faith is a lack of knowledge of God's word. For faith cometh by hearing, 
and hearing by the Word of God. Well, somebody said, that's my trouble. I don't know much about the Word, and I need faith. Well, you can't get it any other way except through the Word. Well, someone said, I'm praying God would give it to me. Well, you're wasting your time. You might as well twiddle your fingers or thumbs and say, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. It would do just as much good as it would for you to pray for faith. But if you'll take time to feed upon the Word of God yourself and to listen to the ministry gifts that God's put in His church, and teachers are a ministry gift that He's put there, then through the Word of God that's taught and preached that you feed upon, faith will come to your spirit and into your heart, for you can receive knowledge that way. A lack of knowledge will hinder us and hold us in bondage because we do not act upon God's Word, friends, beyond knowledge. Faith will grow with an understanding of the Word. And if your faith is not growing, then your understanding of the Word is not growing. A lack of knowledge, in other words, a lack of what God's Word says, a lack of knowledge of our redemption, a lack of knowledge of our redemptive rights and privileges in Christ Jesus is oft-time the reason for unbelief. Now, let's give you these six big hindrances to faith. First, number one, a lack of understanding of what it means to be a new creature or what the new creation means. You know, 2 Corinthians 5th chapter 17th verse said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so a lack of understanding of what the new creation is and what it means hinders our faith life. Now, so many people do not know that they are new creatures. They think God just forgave them of their sins. Well, you know it wouldn't do any good for God to forgive the sinner of his sins. It wouldn't help him a bit in the world. If that's all the sinner ever received was forgiveness of his sin, he'd still go to hell because he's a child of the devil. He has to be born again. He has to become a new creature in Christ Jesus. No, we are not just forgiven sinners. No, we are not poor, staggering, sinning, barely getting along church members. Praise God. No, we're not living away down at the end of the block on barely get along street right next to Grumble Alley. That's not us. We're new creatures created by God in Christ Jesus with the very life and the nature of God in our spirits. Praise the Lord. We are children of God, sons of God, and heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Many people do not know they have eternal life. They think of themselves as being saved from sin. But John says in his first epistle, these things write unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. Praise God. And so when you know what you have and who you are in Christ, it makes all the difference in the world. I remember this scripture thirty years ago on the bed of affliction I read it, and some way or another it just never got away from me. I never took time to memorize it. 
I just read it one time and it just seemed to sort of brand itself to my spirit and mind. Uh, this scripture that we quoted, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And I think that was one of the things that made a difference in my life and a lot of other folks. Now, I was just a youngster. I was saved on the bed of affliction, 15 years of age, almost 16. And I, I stayed upon that bed of affliction until I was approximately 17 years of age and was healed by the power of God. And uh, I, uh, for several years, for about four years then, I wasn't, or three years, I wasn't around full gospel people. I was a denominational Christian, but I tell you, I lived just as good and just as separated life as I ever have since then. Amen. And, and I never had the problem. I went back to high school. I never had the problems that a lot of folks have, a lot of young folks seem to have. I, I was... Uh, I know I've pastored another 12 years, and I know something about some of the problems that some folks have, and I've thought about it. But you know, I believe the difference was, I told everybody I met, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Praise God. I was just an old Baptist boy, but it didn't bother me what folks said about me. I wasn't afraid of being criticized or talked about. In fact, that never bothered me a bit in the world. Never bothered me a bit in the world what folks said. Why, bless God, would make me a bit of difference in the world, what they say. And, and I just testified to folks on the school ground, to teachers, to principal, to school superintendent, to, uh, well, just anybody everywhere. Praise God. I remember when I first came off the bed of affliction, the first time I walked to town, I ran into a friend of mine, a bosom pal. He and I had been before I'd become bedfast. But uh, you know, somewhere or another, the world will soon forget about you. I remember he came to visit me one time after three months, and I never did see him anymore. So you see, it had been a little over a year since I'd seen him. And so he saw me, and oh, he just made over me, and as though he was just so thrilled to see me. And he and I sat down on the running board uh, of a car, and uh, I, I found out that I have to, in this day, I'm getting older, you know, a lot of these kids and young folks don't know what a running board is. And so somebody came here one back and asked me, so what's a running board? <laughs> well, how many of you know? <laughs> sure. This, you have to remember, is 1934 uh, automobile, 1934 V8 Ford. They had running boards in those days. You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You know, I'm excited about what we have to offer today. It is a very exciting oh, offer. it is. Let me see that. It is so exciting. For many of you that have followed our ministry for years know that we had a, a, a faith edition Bible. Years and years, years ago. ago. And, uh, and then we had the Rhema Study Bible. Then we after had the that. Rhema Study Bible. But we have we've been looking for a long time to get good leather, good paper, and so forth. And we have what is called the Kenneth E. Hagen Legacy Bible. It's got a picture of him on the front of the box here. And, and it, it's and then the the Bible is just a beautiful Bible. Good oh, the, leather. The leather is beautiful. Leather is beautiful. I picked it out. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got the the embossed faith shield right yes. there on the front of the Bible. But I think one of the greatest things here, we've got his 26 lessons on faith in the front. But 
there is a beautiful picture of him at a pulpit and it's just that that's him right there that is so that is so beautiful and then it's got uh, the concordance and then it's got a harmony of the gospels where it shows the different things like if you want to see if uh, the this miracle was listed in all four Gospels or just Same. two of them. The woman with the issue of woman blood. The woman with the issue yes. of blood. It tells you where it is. And it, it gives you the scripture references. It gives you the scripture reference and it's got maps. And we are offering this on an introductory offer. Yes. Of a one twenty nine ninety five. That's right. It is a and it, and it's a, it's it's a it's a large print. I'm I don't have any trouble reading it. I mean it's it's a large print. I don't know whether you call it a giant print or not, I don't think, but it is a large print, yes. I can tell you that. It's not that little. In I fact, can read it with them, it, my reading it, glasses. It's, <laughs> it's, la it's larger than this Bible here that I've got on my, that it I've is. got here. It's it larger is. than that. So it is really nice. And so I said, oh, well, where can I get one? Well, you go to rhema.org slash legacy Bible. Yes. And you can order that. And this is, now listen, this is a introductory offer. That's right. One twenty nine ninety five special price. Special price. I, I don't know how long it's going to be on because they didn't tell me. <laughs> so, and so you better order it now. Yeah, go order it right now. Yes. And also, hey, uh, two weeks from now. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, Six Big Hindrances to Faith, here on Rama for Today Radio with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.